This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, what is up? It is Charlotte Walker here for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I hope you guys had a blessed week, that you guys have been out here just guarding your heart and walking with God. Did y'all hear we got a new little intro? What's good, intro? Okay, getting official, official out here. So what are we talking about this week? We are talking about vision building God's way. And so we have monthly events. So if you guys are interested in like real life chit chatting, hanging out, we do God Goals and Girl Talk events free online once a month. Um, And this month we did our vision building series. Um, It's January. We want to get off to the right start. We want to make sure that we are building our vision and doing so in the way that really honors God and um, his will for our life. And so if you weren't able to make the event, guess what, sis? I got you, girl. So we are going to be talking about vision building God's way. Um, I have a free workbook that is also available so if you're interested in the workbook you can shoot me an email at godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com and I will send that out to you um, as well as a copy of the presentation if you're interested in that and let's get into the show so vision building God's way so this is what we're going to talk about today we're going to go over the importance of building a vision the differences between a worldly vision and a faith-filled vision, how to incorporate faith with your vision building, the different elements that I use when I build a vision. We're gonna talk about short, intermediate, and long-term goals, making sure that your goals are smart, okay? We don't need no dumb goals. (laughs) Um, No, we're gonna talk about in more detail what a SMART goal is, Um, a SWOT analysis, and then moving from vision to execution. And I feel like sometimes we miss that aspect like it's cool to go and get together with your friends and you get you know some poster boards and some magazines and you cut and clip but how do we go from just putting this stuff on the board to actually walking in it and living in it and so we're just going to talk about that i'm going to share a little bit about my 2019 vision and how god um took it and like flipped it upside down and I had to allow for him to be able to do what he's going to do, right? So it's great for us to have vision, but we want to allow God um, room to be God. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about all of these things today. So why is it important for you to have a vision, right? Vision is the ability 
to think about and to plan using wisdom. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29 and 18 that without a vision, people perish, right? So a vision serves as your guide to keep you on track and to reach your goals and build your life and build the foundation of your life, right? So it is important for you to have a vision, not one that you just have in your head, right? You wanna write the vision and make it plain, Habakkuk 2.2. So these are things, vision is a principle that is supported by God. So when I talk about vision boards and worldly vision, it's not that God does not want you to have vision. He talks to people in visions, he gives you the vision. It is that he wants you to honor him in all things. And so sometimes, what we do as humans is we will take a godly principle and it gets perverted, um, not in a way that's like sexual, some some things are, and that's, we'll get to that, um, but perverted in the sense of like the original intent is no longer what it's being used for. God wants us to use vision as a way to accomplish his purpose in our life. And so it is our opportunity to sit before him and for us to um, consult with him on this life that he gave us, right? He tells us in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So if you know me that far back, you know, you knew me two flats in a Cadillac, I need to be talking to you about what you, um, what you have for my life and what you would have for me to do. And so it is really important to have a faith-filled vision versus a worldly vision. What do I mean by that? So when you look at a lot of worldly visions, I think that with vision boards, vision boards all by themselves are not sinful, right? The issue becomes when we are using these things to gratify our flesh. So in a worldly vision, it's often used to motivate individuals to strive for your own goals. I want to be a millionaire. I... <laughs> Um, not that you can't have wealth in the kingdom, but it looks different. Um, and it's typically with like vision boards, the pictures are a collection of material possessions or experiences that are self-serving. Not that God doesn't want to give you the desires of your heart, but he tells you to seek him first. Um, and then I also don't really care for the use of affirmations to motivate you. I like to use the word confessions and the things that I confess over my life are the word of God. It is different for me to say, I am beautiful. That's a positive affirmation. Is it a bad thing? No. Is it a sin to say that you are beautiful? No. However, pride Right? So some of these things can lead um, to pride, and pride is sinful. So if you're affirming yourself to where you think that your stuff don't stink and can't nobody tell you nothing and you become so prideful and you get the big head, now we're walking in sin. You saying that I am beautiful could lead to the wrong, down the wrong path. However, you saying that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made in God's image and in God's likeness. God, you know, God has a plan for my life. He knew me when I was uh, before I was formed in my mother's womb. God has a plan to prosper me and not to harm me. Those are positive things and they're backed by the word of God. And that's what you need. You need your life backed by the word of God, not by cute pictures out of a magazine, right? And so it is important that you have a faith-filled vision. I am not saying that you cannot build a, like use a poster, but I want you to make sure that the things that are a part of your vision are faith-filled and not just, um, 
not just worldly possessions, material things, things that are self-serving. So in a faith-filled vision, it includes godly principles and it's anchored and rooted in God. Um, you leave room for God to make changes to your vision and you know you cannot complete your vision in your own strength, that God really has to um, be a part of it. And so with that being said, so let's see. So one of my um, goals when I was 17, I kept saying, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. Um, I knew I wanted to go to medical school. And long story short, through a series of events, you know, God had me going to go into the nursing field. And so um, what is so good is that, you know, I've learned all these different things. God has really shown me some things as to why it was important for me to be in the nursing field versus me be a physician. And the personality and the things that I've developed and just the way that he used it all to work for my good. Here's the gag. I am in school right now to get my doctoral degree, my doctor of nursing practice. And a lot of people don't know that, but y'all know that. That's the exclusive, okay? I will graduate in May of 2021, God willing. I will still be 30 and I will be a doctor. It looks different than what I thought, but it's done God's way. He has blessed this thing, right? I've done it at his instruction. And so when I am 30, I will be a doctor. It will not be a medical physician, but I will be a doctor of nursing practice. I will be a doctor by the time I'm 30, but me allowing God to come in and to move that thing around, right? I wanted it done. I was thinking like, okay, by the time I, like before I turned 30, but no, it's so funny that I graduated in May and my 31st birthday is in August. And I'm like, God, you are hilarious, okay? Like you are so funny. I would be a doctor by the time I'm 30. Um, he. He reminded me in, you know, our quiet time, like, I'm still giving you your heart's desires. You said you were going to be a doctor by the time you were 30. You'll be 30. You'll be a doctor. But it looks completely different than what um, I thought. And so being able to make those adjustments and still walk with God and trust him, even though the vision looks different than what I originally thought, that is making room for God to do something else. Um, last year, me and my husband were doing all of these different things. We had, we're going to save this much, do this much, because our goal was for us to be able to buy a house in 2020. Let me tell you a story all about how my vision got twist turned upside down because God is so awesome that he changed all of these things and we bought our house in August. Glory be to God, right? So it was something that he had us do so there are some things in our vision that we did not accomplish last year however we allowed god to make room he knew that it was really important for us for us to buy a home and he allowed that to happen before we you know before our vision said that we would do it we wanted to be looking for a house starting in january and we're we've been living in our house for four months and it is amazing so you still have to make room so we were still saving we were being good stewards we were being responsible we were doing what we could but then god kind of was like let me come in here and this is what we're gonna do and so you have to be willing to allow god to do what he's gonna do in the vision you write the vision you consult with him you start making the steps but if he says turn right then you need to turn right okay if you say turn left then you need to turn left and um just really continue to seek him don't just build the vision one day 
and then you don't look at it again, right? So this is something you want to revisit. Um, you want to revisit in your quiet time with God. So here are five things about faith-filled visions. So faith-filled visions are rooted in godly principles. Matthew 6 and 33 tells you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. Your faith-filled vision is not self-serving, right? So me wanting to get a house, I wanted a house, but it's not self-serving in a sense that I know that um, I allow God to use our house. So when he tells me to invite somebody over, I use our home as a safe space for people. If, um, you know, someone needs to come over and they need counseling or if, you know, they need a meal, I use, I just ask God, like, this is the home that you gave me. Show me what to do. One of my friends, um, my mentee, she, God told me to baptize her. And so I baptized her in my pool, um, which, well, I'll talk about that in another episode, but it is this is God's house and I'm just a steward over it. This is a home that I'm going to leave to my children. So yeah, it's great that we bought a home, but the I didn't buy we didn't buy the house to stunt, right? Like we are building a foundation for our kids. The Bible says that a good parent leaves an inheritance for their children's children. And so buying a home and building a legacy is not self-serving. Um, it can't be completed in your own strength, right? We did not think that there was any way possible, okay, the way my student loans are set up, I got to check it in the savings show, um, that we would be able to buy the kind of house that we bought. Like we are living in our dream home and we didn't have to pay what the market says that we should pay for it. Um, and it's so great because, um, husband is a realtor and he really was able you know to seek God like God just used so many different things and he will be coming on to talk to us about home buying and a future episode so I'm really excited about that um your vision is confirmed by God and what his word says and then it also requires action on your behalf um you cannot say like oh I want to be a nurse and then never sign up for nursing school um, the Bible tells you that faith without work is dead. So a vision without work is dead, right? And so you have to make sure that you are putting in that work, okay? Whatever work God is telling you to. But also remember that you don't do things only in your work. There is a balance. There is a very good balance between um, you trying to do things in your own strength and you just sitting here like, oh, I'm waiting on God. And God's like, no, sis, I told you to do something two weeks ago and you haven't done it, right? So how are we building a faith-filled vision? So there are five elements that we're going to discuss that I use in my faith-filled vision. First is an anchor scripture. And this is the principle that's guiding your vision. Um, we are going to talk about faith family, finances, and future. And the invisible sixth one that I add somewhere in there is fitness because health is really important. So I call it the five F's. And then I, so I have the anchor scripture, then I have faith, family, finances, future, and fitness. And so those are the elements of um, a vision versus like money and things. And I'm going to gather all of these things. No. Or have you looked at all of these elements when you're building your vision? So an anchor scripture, an anchor scripture is just that it keeps you rooted and it can change as frequently as you want it to. 
um, and it is something that is personal to you. So do not feel like you have to pick the scripture because somebody else said no. So for me this year, my anchor scripture are our because I do a vision with my husband because we're married and we get to touch and agree on the vision of our family and etc. So our anchor scripture that we have picked um, for this year, for this season, because you can have the same, the same anchor scripture more than one year. There's no rules to this. What season in your life are you in? Remember that God is not um, controlled by time, right? God, like, in, like eternity, like he's in the future, in the past, and in the present at the same time. He is omnipresent. So he is not confined by our idea of what time is. So in this season, our anchor scripture is Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, a plan, plans for hope in the future, um, to prosper you, not to harm you. I just botched it, but y'all know what it say. Look it up for yourself. Um, but some other good, um, examples are like, um, Hebrews 11 and 1, John 10 and 5. Um, Hebrews 11 and 1 is, um, we walk by faith and not by sight. So if you're, if you are really wanting to grow your faith and you are having, um, you are having issue with, you know, walking in faith, like, okay, and this is the challenge that you want to overcome this year, then make Hebrews 11 and one year scripture, your anchor scripture, and make sure that in everything that you do, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. So when I say I want to get into school, but you know, my financial aid, that is what I see. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm getting into schools. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to write the letter for the scholarship. I'm going to, um, you know, pray and ask God to, um, do what he can. I'm going to be a good steward over my money in case I have to pay for things out of pocket these are things that you can do and then god can do the rest but in all of it you're walking by faith and not by sight um, of what you see in your current situation so make sure that you are um you are doing these things um or building your anchor scripture based on something that's happening to you personally right like this is a between you and your relationship with god also you need to make sure that faith is the foundation of what you're doing, right? So this is that first category, faith. It is the foundation for our life, y'all. Like your relationship with God is your lifeline. Um, you want to make sure that you are addressing the area of faith because the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 and 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. And so if you're thinking about some questions to challenge yourself or some things to ponder on when you are building this area of um, your vision, here are some examples. So what does faith look like to you? Do you have a relationship with God? How can you work on your relationship with God? Because remember that all relationships require effort and energy. So that same energy that you out here trying to give to Bay, you out here sliding in DMs, up caking at night. Caking is a very old term for talking on the phone late. Um, y'all, you know, y'all on the phone caking and doing all this other stuff. Are you using, are you treating God um, with even more reverency because he's God. Are you getting up early to talk to him, staying up late to talk to him? How are you building your relationship with God? And if you aren't doing that, you know, do you want to find a church home? Do you want to even learn how to read the Bible? Do you want to join um, a group like Hearts Over Habits, which is the nonprofit that I have where we, you know, provide community and education and faith and you want to start surrounding yourself with godly community? 
whatever your goals are, your faith goals are for this season, write them down, write the vision, make it plain, make sure that you put that um, in your vision building. Without establishing and growing in this area, it's going to be difficult to achieve any other area, right? Like this is a vital part of executing. So to get from some pictures on a board to living in your reality, for me to get from writing down, um, we're going to buy a house, right? Buy a house to recording this in my office and in my new home, right? So my faith really had to be stirred enough to where I knew that when God said, you're going to move and this is the house and you're going to move now and not in six months because this house isn't going to be here in six months to know that that was his voice i had to have a relationship with him if your best friend called you you could be in a room and your best friend could be across the room and you could not see them but if you hear them you talk to them so much you know their voice i could be in a room with a bunch of other people but if i hear my husband's voice i'm going I'm going to find him because I know his voice. But if I had never spent time with my husband, I didn't know what his voice sounded like, it would be the struggle, right? So that is why build faith is the foundation of your life and your vision. So family, um, friends, and relationships are like the second part of this. So what goals do you have for you and your family life? Me and my husband, we need to increase date day, date night. Um, we wanted to make sure we're spending more time together. I make sure that um, you know we're spending more time with friends and just being more intentional, um, cooking at home more often. If you need to read to your kids every night, um, start doing family game night, whatever ways that you want to change the relationships um, in your life because remember that relationships are your first ministry. My house cannot be a mess and by my house I mean my relationship with me and my husband. If I'm not ministering at home loving on, I don't have any kids, I have dogs, but my fur babies, I have fur babies, I have fur kids. Um, but when you have children, how can you come out here and preach to somebody else the word of Jesus Christ but your house is a wreck? Your kids don't even know who you are. You know, as parents, you're the representation of, like, the first representation that kids get of God, grace, mercy, provision, all of that. If you are not positioned in a way where you're being loving, providing grace, your kid, like, you can't be out here trying to build visions in your house is a mess. <laughs> like, so what is the vision for your family? Make sure that you are um, building that. If you're not married, right? What What is your vision for your future husband? What things are you asking God for? Have you started praying for your future husband? Be very intentional. So just because you're not married, does not mean not married yet, that you um, don't start preparing your vision, right? What you want your vision to be for your future husband, who you out here looking for, right? What do you want for, from him? Pray for those things. God wants you to, um, he wants to give you those things. He wants to give you the desires of your heart if they line up with his word. So if you say, you know, I'm out here trying to marry a little boosie. Probably not. Probably, probably nope. 
um, that does not line up with God's word, <laughs> right? But if you say, God, I want the man that you have for me. I want my husband to, to know you, to be um, filled with the Holy Spirit. I want him to be a good leader. I pray for his purpose already. I pray that wherever he is right now, um, you are, you know, keeping him safe, that you are um, helping mold me so I can be the wife and be in the role that you've called me to be. So if you desire to be married, because I know that some women don't, and that's perfectly okay, um, you need to start building those relationships. If you know that you never want to be married and you never want to have kids, what about the relationship with you and your parents, with you and your nieces and nephews? What way can you really um, be a light in your family and in the sphere that you are connected to? That matters. You cannot be out here trying to preach to the masses and your family thinks you're raggedy because you act raggedy. Now, there are some people that may not we're going to get into that later, but there are some people who may not always agree with what you do. Sorry about that, guys. Um, that may not always agree with what you do, but that is different than um, you like really being like rude and mean and not cultivating relationships. Like if you can't love on the people that are in your immediate circle, when people are um, you're out ministering to people because everybody that you minister to is not going to be easy. <laughs> Right, so you're building by loving on your family. You are building. Um, you're building your ministry already. Finances is the next part that I want to talk about. Be a good steward over the things that God has already given you. Right, there's a level of responsibility that comes with money. Money is just going to magnify whatever your heart is already. Right, so if you're selfish. If you get more money, you're going to be more selfish. If you are irresponsible, when you get more money, you're not going to be responsible with it. So you need to start being a good steward over what you have now. What does that look like in your vision? Learn how to create a budget and stick to it. Start saving. Create a plan for you to get out of debt. Um, learn about investments. It may just be like, you know what, even though I'm not investing yet, I'm just going to learn about different investments. Um, Start saving to buy a house. Start doing research for that. Buy a car. Um, for our, for my nonprofit that I have, Hearts Over Habits, I'm building an online academy to help women um, tackle these issues because there's a lot of people who just don't know. And we're holding a lot of these young adults responsible for stuff that they have no idea and nobody's taught them because no nobody in their family has done this before. And so, you know, if you want to go to college, figure out how different ways for you to pay for college, scholarships, learn about the different kinds of loans, the difference between federal loans and private loans. It's like start educating yourself. So it may not be like, okay, you may not have all of this money to do the things now, but education is something that is so, so critical. Um, the Bible says that people um, die from lack of knowledge or perish because of lack of knowledge. So some of this may not be, you know, I'm going to save $1,000. It may be like, I'm going to start reading books about finance and making sure like how to create a budget. I'm going to take a free course. I'm going to find resources for me to start learning more about how to be a better steward over my money. Um, because a lot of us have dealt with, you know, parents who may not have been really great examples and we're trying to do something different. So start educating yourself and seek God on that. He cares about you and your money. Um, the guy that I serve don't want me to be poor because a lot of times his will and the work that he needs, he needs to be able to trust you and be a vessel to be a blessing to other people. 
right? He needs to know that if he tells you to give somebody X amount of dollars, that you're going to do it because your heart is right and that all of your needs have been met. He's not going to tell you to give and your lights are about to get cut off. He's a God of order. So learning more about God, learning more about his take on finances, and then being a better steward or being able to manage your finances that you have better, right? Remember that God is a parent. He's not going to you would not give a toddler a steak knife. They would hurt themselves, right? So if you're only showing God that you can only be responsible with a butter knife, sis, that's all you're going to ever have. Until you show him like, look, God, I'm, you know, I am now an adolescent or a teenager in Christ or, you know, an adult. I'm mature enough to where I can handle the steak knife. Then he'll give it to you. But until then, butter knife only, sis. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> so future building. This is where you start worrying. You start talking about the bigger picture. This is where we're talking about legacy building. Um, you know, God, I want to start a nonprofit to help people. I want to, um, you know, start building a legacy. I want to write a book and then start taking steps to do that. Like, what is God placing on your heart? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to further your education? What is God placing on your heart for you to do? And then you do that thing. You start, you start writing it out, seeking God on it, and you do it. You start taking the steps to do it and then allow him to guide you as you um, start taking those steps of faith. So um, I also have again the um workbook for you guys so if you want the workbook email us at god goals and girl talk um we are going to take a quick commercial break pay some bills and we will be right back so we can start talking about executing your goals Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. And we are back. Okay. So let's start hopping into some execution things. So first, let's talk about the types of goals, right? So there are short-term, intermediate, and long-term goals. Short-term goals you can do within less than two years. Intermediates, two to five. And the long-term goals are more than five years. So make sure that you are lining these things up and you're identifying it, right? So if you are trying to save for retirement, 
sis, don't be out here pressed because you haven't saved for retirement in one year. It ain't, it's not, it ain't gonna happen, right? So make sure that you're putting things in order, you're putting things in perspective, and that you are taking the necessary small steps, right? So if you need to save for retirement, um, your long, the long-term goal is by the time I'm 65, I wanna have a million dollars in my retirement account. And then writing that out, how does that look? And then what small steps are you taking today to get to those bigger steps? If you want to complete college in five years, well, the first step is you doing the application. Doing the application is a short-term goal, right, that you can get done in a month versus, and then it's going to help you get to your intermediate goal of completing college. You can't complete it if you're not in it. Okay, so that's how you're taking your your vision and putting these goals in order to where you are able to um, take bits and pieces at a time and not get overwhelmed with it. So it is very important to understand the categories of your goals um, and that you are strategizing and using wisdom and um, getting different insights when you are building your um, your goals and your plans. You want to make sure that your goals are smart. And I don't mean like intelligent wise, I mean the acronym SMART, right? So is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Is it time bound? If it's not those things, then it needs to be, then you need to do some tweaking. It is very broad to say, I'm gonna buy a house. No, I want to buy a five bedroom house and spend this much money and I want to do it in three years. That is a smart goal because now you're bound to time. Now I need to start cleaning up my credit because if I know if I want to, um, if, I, if the intermediate goal is to buy a house, then I need to make sure that my credit score is a certain way. Right. So I'm, I'm being specific. That's how I'm breaking down these goals into bite sized things. OK, well, how can I start working on my credit? Well, sis, we're going to talk about it in another podcast episode. But um, how can I start working on my credit? What things can I do? What is credit even? No, what I don't even you know. So educating yourself and starting to work towards that goal. So make sure that it's that you are sticking to be, being very specific, something that you can actually measure, something that you can attain, it's relevant and it is bound, you know, it's time bound. Giving yourself a date like, okay, by this day, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm going to get these things done in six months. In the next six months, it, by the end of the month, I'm going to apply, do the application for school. By the end of February, I'm going to um, get my FAFSA filed. Uh, for, for school so I can get a financial aid package. Those, thing, those things you can do that are time bound that are helping towards your goal of graduating college in four years or five years, right? But these things need to be done today. So that's how you get from vision to execution is taking these different things and breaking them down into bite-sized pieces to where you are working towards these goals um, you know, every month, every day, every week, you're doing something that's going toward the bigger goal because you don't just wake up like this to quote Beyonce, right? You don't just wake up a nurse practitioner. You don't just wake up, um, a, you know, a doctor or an entrepreneur. You do these 
everyday choices, right, that you're being very intentional and you're not wasting your time doing all these willy-nilly things, if you are wanting to be a nurse, why are you taking a class for cosmetology right now? Not to say that you can't do it because you don't because you enjoy it, but how is that helping you get towards your goal of being a nurse? So maybe that's something that you need to put on the back burner for right now and then get your butt in school to be a nurse. So making sure that you're being intentional and you're being wise and you're taking wise steps in the things that you're doing, that matters so much. Make sure that your goals are smart, child. Then check yourself, okay? before you wreck yourself. Now, so you want to do something that is called a SWOT analysis. And so this is a concept that they use in business, but I really like to use it in my own personal life, right? So a SWOT analysis, SWOT, S-W-O-T, not S-W-A-T, like they coming to get you, not them SWATs. Um, SWOT, S-W-O-T, is um, an acronym which stands for strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. And so you can check yourself as often as you like. You can do once a month, once a quarter. Um, you can do it yearly, which I recommend you do it more than that because if you need to pivot and make a change or if you see that something isn't working, you don't want to wait till the end of the year to realize that. So I like to do analysis um, once a month when I sit down and do my budget with my husband. We kind of go over, okay, this is our vision. Um, how are we doing getting towards these goals what things do we need to do differently so i talked earlier in the show about how god um, showed us that we were going to end up buying a house last year instead of waiting until this year and so we had to pivot <laughs> um, and we had to do a revision of our vision and so when you are allowing god to be um, in control that will happen where you do a revision of your vision and there were some things two that were in our vision. I knew I talked a lot about making sure that um, things lined up with God's word. Does not mean that you cannot have stuff that you like in your vision. Last year in our vision, it was like we wanted to buy a house, save to buy a house, and then we wanted to take a trip to Mexico um, to renew our vows. And God made a way for us to do that. And it was beautiful and our friends were there and we got turned up and it was it was great. It was a desire of our heart. Um, marriage is God's idea. And so, you know, I can ask my dad for whatever I want to ask my dad for. But make sure that your intention is right. Right. So it's really your heart posture. Us renewing our vows wasn't because I wanted to be out here studying for the gram. No, I really thought it was something that was beautiful. We, you know, have really been through a lot in our eight years being married together. Eight is the number of new beginnings. And so what better way to start this year of new beginnings than to, you know, renew our love for each other. And God loves marriage. He created it. And so he blessed that. He was like, yeah, I'll let y'all do that for y'all little marriage or whatever. <laughs> right? And so he gave us the opportunity to do that. And so um, when you're doing your vision, don't feel like you can't ask God for stuff because you can. Now, just like any parent, he may say, nah. <laughs> nah, sis, I ain't about to give you a million dollars. You ain't even, we ain't even there yet, babe. <laughs> we ain't even there yet. So make sure that you're doing a SWOT analysis, make sure that, or whatever kind of analysis that you're just checking and making sure that you are um, on the right track to do the goals that you've lined up, um, have lined up. Don't allow yourself to get distracted by opportunity. If you know that um, 
you want to be a veterinarian, but somebody tells you like, hey man, you want to come out here and do this job being a news broadcaster? You know that God's told you like, you're going to be a veterinarian. This is what I called you to do. Why are you on the news? Sis, come come back here. You want you out of order and out of line. <laughs> come back. Don't bump your head doing stuff you ain't got no business doing in the first place now. So before you take any opportunities, make sure that you are being prayerful and mindful and asking yourself, how does this line up with my goal? Pray and then don't make a move until God gives you an answer. And you tell him like, look, dude, I ain't going to do this until you say something. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit here and be patient. I'm going to ask you about it every day. Um, I had a venture that I was doing, a health literacy program that I was doing. And I just was like, God, I really don't. You know, is this what you really would have me to do? And honestly, um, and for the season, yes, he wanted to teach me some things and show me some things. But then when it was time for me to lay that thing down, he made it very clear. I was like, well, until you tell me, I'm going to keep doing it. And then he started making it clear. And then he gave me a whole revelation. And then boom, now I've started a nonprofit to help young women because that's what he really wanted me to do. And so it was a pivot. Right. So make sure that you're praying about it and just not moving until God says something to you because you never want to step outside of his will. It is a very dangerous place to be. So in summation, right? <laughs> Here are five ways to move from vision to reality, right? So success is not always just like upward trajectory. Um, if you guys have ever seen the meme of like what success looks like, there's like what people think it looks like. It's like the straight arrow, like straight to the top. And it's really all of these twists and turns and caveats and things happen. And, you know, you have to be there for the ride. You really have to be rooted in your faith because you have to know that God is going to supply all of your needs. Um, and you have to trust that. And so when you are thinking about going, when you're going from vision to reality or vision to execution, you want to seek God first. What is he telling you to do? Write the vision, 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 make it plain. Um, you can click pictures and do all of that, but your vision itself, the way that it is, it's so the board itself isn't like I said, it's not a sin. It is making sure that the the things that are on your vision board or on your vision, um, I do, I write arts out because I'm not, I'm not in arts and crafts like that. Um, I can make a mean PowerPoint though. Um, but I like to write mine out. And um, so make sure that you write the vision. So however it works for you, write the vision, paste the vision, put it on your screensaver, um, whatever you want to do with it do it strategize and make sure that your vision is smart god is a god of strategy and order if you study leaders in the bible like nehemiah um, and other leaders it was always strategy involved god does not do things willy-nilly everything makes sense and it is orderly if you are out here willy-nilly <laughs> get you a planner <laughs> okay hold yourself accountable get you a planner. I love happy planners. Um, I have the stickers and the planners and I have planners for different things. I have a planner for the nonprofit, a planner for my life, a planner for at home where we do our meal plans and appointments and things like that. Get a planner. However you need to organize, get organized. God is a God of order, child. Order. <laughs> it is a little hard. Like it's hard to bless a mess. Get in order, get in position, right? 
check yourself and your work. So do those analysis and then find someone in the community to hold you accountable. If you do not have an, a community, please come check us out. Um, we Hearts Over Habits Inc. is the nonprofit that I started to um, mentor young women ages 17 to 24. And we have so many things. So we have education. Um, we talk about faith and finances and starting a business. Um, we are building our Hearts Over Habits Life Academy. And we are super excited for the, um, for the opening of that. We do mentoring. So if you need um, to ask questions, it just is, it's awesome. Like we have so many resources. And then we have our Facebook community where you can come in and just meet with other like-minded women um, and just really build your community. So it may not be a community that you have face-to-face. -face. It may be you are, you know, with your online family, like God goals and girl talk, like that's what this is about. And we're going to have monthly events where we talk about different things, but really just surround yourself with that community. Make sure that you're building the vision and the life that God has for you. Um, and just continue to seek God and make sure that you're building your faith. Vision is so important. We all have a purpose and a legacy to build here. And you want to make sure that you get everything that God has for you while you're here. And it's going to take work. It's going to take obedience. It's going to take relationship. And that has some fun along the way. Like God wants you to work and enjoy life, right? So he doesn't just want you to be out here struggling. There is going to be some toil. There's going to be some hard days. But there are going to be some days where your life is just lit. Like in Mexico. We were. It was so much fun. Like... Take me back. <laughs> um, so that is our vision building session. Yes, snaps. Um, if you are interested in those documents, um, you can definitely hit me up at God goals and girl talk at gmail.com. I'm going to try to find a way to put the link in the show notes. I'm working on it y'all. Okay. One step at a time. Your girl is learning in these streets. Um, please follow us on, um, Instagram. We are at hearts over habits, Tampa, and then join our Facebook group hearts over habits and go on Eventbrite like hearts over habits, Inc. We will be hosting all of the God girls and um, God Goals and Girl Talk monthly events. They are free 99. Okay. 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 So our online virtual events for God Goals and Girl Talk will always be free. When we start doing community events, it really just depends on um, what we're doing. The um, cost will vary. I want to do a paint night soon, um, like a paint um, painting with a twist. So it's going to be dope. So until next week, y'all, continue to guard your heart, love God, and you can email me um, questions, comments, concerns, scenarios, prayer requests. You got it. I have it at godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com. I will holler at you next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. 
and you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.